Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to the show. Hour number three. We'll have a fun show here. Two-minute drill, sports libs. Talking a little Valentine's Day and the weekend of sports coming up. But front and center right now is the sideshow that went on out at the Smoothie King Center tonight. If you missed it, Anthony Davis suffered what appeared to be a relatively minor shoulder injury. We will see on that. It's customary if something like that happens, you go to the bench, you stay with your teammates. You certainly don't walk out of the arena with your agent in tow. That's what Anthony Davis did. Third quarter, walks out of the building, TNT, cameras following, captures the scene. Maximum disrespect to his teammates. Maximum classlessness. And I suppose par for the course here. And I'm not blaming this one on Clutch Sports. Not blaming this one on Rich Paul. It's on Anthony Davis. What a joke. What an absolute joke. He should never play for the Pelicans again. Period. End of story. We're hearing some stuff... Sources here telling us that the Pelican sources inside the Pelicans front office saying that they are livid at this situation. Don't exactly know what they'll do afterwards. Wow. It's, I, I, I cannot believe what we just saw. Pushing the envelope is how Christian Garrick worded in his article. It was just posted at WWL.com. It's that and a lot more. We will play... The press conference from Alvin Gentry here in just a, a second. But um, because Preston's on hold, I know he's got stuff to write. Preston Ellis of the Bird Rights. Let's get him first in here. Covers the Pelicans for the Bird Rights, thebirdrights.com. Preston, what in the world went on out there tonight? You know what? I'm going to talk about the guys that won this game. That's what Alvin Gentry said less than 30 minutes ago. And I think that speaks volumes. He said, to tell you the truth, this whole thing has been a dumpster fire. It's been hard for these guys to go through what they've been through. I'm happy for all these guys. And, you know, obviously uh, the spectrum of Anthony Davis and his future, which looms very close to, to the decision right now by LeBron James uh, back in 2010, one very large public media mistake can affect your legacy. And we've since seen LeBron bounce back. But does Anthony Davis bounce back from something like this? But pushing that to the side for the moment, this was a great game. And a lot of guys stepped up big. Drew Holiday had a fantastic game. Julius Randle got whatever he wanted. These guys gutted it out. They fought hard. This is exactly the team that we thought we were going to get when through the past seven games since January 21st, Caroline Gonzalez said this on Pelicans Radio, these, these guys, these group of tryhards are ninth in the NBA in defense. And this is without five of their six best scoring options. So obviously we have to talk about Anthony Davis, but you really have to just tip your hat to the way these guys have been performing with everything that's been going on. It's, it's incredible that they're playing this hard without Anthony Davis. And like you said, big win tonight. Drew and Julius Randle both go for 30-plus great nights for them. In the post-game press conference, and I know we – look, we've got to talk about the 300-pound the, the gorilla, the 800-pound gorilla in the room here, and this is Anthony Davis. Is, Preston, does he 
ever suit up again for this team because it seems like to me they have either excuse now other that he's injured we're not playing him or Condrick detrimental to the team and we're not playing him I don't know how they ever play this guy again I mean, you have to create a conversation in your head as to why a player would do that. A guy who's so highly respected by his teammates. Uh, you see the way that these guys treat him and they revere him, regardless of what's been happening over the past two weeks. For him to pull an actionable step like that alongside his agent in full view of TNT cameras, the only conclusion that I can come to is that he nicked up his shoulder, he went back to the training staff, he said, hey guys, I'm fine, and they said, no, you're done. And they told him that he wasn't going to play again, not only tonight, but maybe for the foreseeable future, because they thought they saw something with his shoulder, maybe not so significant, but just so questionable if they thought, you know what, it's not worth the risk. We're not going to see you in a Pelicans uniform again. Something like that, I could see elicit that kind of response. Is it an excuse? No, nothing is an excuse for what he did. But with that being said, I think it had to be something that large to elicit that kind of response from him. I, I, I don't understand it either. And let me ask you this, Preston, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I've covered the NBA for a long time in multiple cities. I cannot remember this happening where a guy mid-game for this kind of injury, this kind of injury I'm talking about. You get something that's very serious. They need to go to the hospital. Obviously, that happens. But you don't see a guy casually stroll out of an arena. Do you ever remember something like this happening? No, and you've been covering the league far more than I have. Most of the memories I recall are ones like Paul Pierce coming back from the tunnel and helping lead the Celtics to, to a game win uh, in a game that they was critical for their playoff hopes and dreams. But something like this, just following this circus that has been transpiring over the two weeks, the strong arming of Magic Johnson and Rich Paul, this is all just a circus that blew up in their faces. And it's something that the Pelicans are going to have to deal with for the, for the next three months. And, of course, we're going to talk about tampering and what Adam Silver can do to quell all of this. Obviously, superstars can do whatever they want pretty much at this point in time. If they've got two years left on their contract, all they have to do is tip off a couple of reporters like Rachel Nichols, and boom, they're in Los Angeles. At least that's what they thought was mm -hmm. going to happen. So it's definitely going to change the dynamic of the league, the trajectory of what the superstar has the right to and not to do, what the franchise has the right to and not to do. I've never seen anything like it, and I think that's why the national spotlight is shining so brightly on the Pelicans and Anthony Davis right now because I don't think anybody has ever seen anything quite like this. Now, I just texted that to Christian Garrick that I can't remember anything to this level, this nonsense happening in any professional sport that I've covered. I've, there's been some sagas, but nothing quite like this. Talking to Preston Ellis, who covers the Pelicans for the Bird Rights, at Preston Ellis on Twitter. Preston, I'm going to ask you a tough question here, but I want you to be honest with me. I, I, I was texting with Jake Madison this minutes ago. Have we been fooled by Anthony Davis for seven and a half years that he's some kind of ultimate good guy? Because he's not acting like one right now and hasn't been for three weeks. I, I'd like to chalk it all up to some, some very bad advice maybe that he's gotten from his father, that he's gotten from Rich Paul. Of course, he's rubbing shoulders with LeBron James. He probably holds him in very high regard. And he, when he sits down to dinner with him on December 24th, then LeBron James pulls his groin on December 25th and sits out for two months with the conceivable notion that he'll get Anthony Davis back before he plays another basketball minute, and then it all blows up in his face. And now you see LeBron James kind of like, you know, waffling through the motions against the Atlanta Hawks the other night. All of this is just too convenient. Uh, it's just too succinct for it to all be an accident. I think he just got bad advice from a guy that he respects in LeBron James. He signed up with Rich Paul. Rich Paul made all these lavish promises. 
But with that being said, the actions that he's taking right now, you're right. They're 100% on him. And a lot has happened in his career, losing DeMarcus Cousins, all the injuries to Eric Gordon and Drew Holiday in the 2014-15 season. A lot has happened, and there is a lot of reason to be dismayed at being a New Orleans Pelican. But his primary mistake two weeks ago was making this public. That's on him. That's on Rich Paul. And everything that he's doing right now, from walking out of the arena to some of the comments he's making, basically saying, welcome to booze, bring on the booze, right. like he's a professional wrestling super villain, like Ric Flair or something. All of this now, I, I think, has just spurned negativity from something he thought was going to work, not working. And I think he's very quickly transforming into a wrestling heel. And we have to take a step back and see how is this going to affect his, quote, legacy, unquote. How is this going to affect him as a man? He's 25 years old, so a lot is still on the table at this point. But I do honestly hope that he is the person that we thought he was. And if he has to find it in Boston, then then Godspeed, and hopefully the Pelicans are better for it six months from now as well. And I've said that, too. Yeah, I, I've said that I wish him the best. I don't want him to get injured. I, I don't begrudge him for wanting to leave if it hasn't worked here. I'm a, I'm a player first guy. I like players having power and you know the history of sports they haven't had relatively any the NBA actually offers um, them that you have your better finger on the pulse of this fan base than I do because I'm sitting here five nights a week in a studio talking about it and watching it and talking to fans but you're actually out there is the public perception shifting on this to anti Anthony Davis I think we're all prisoners of the moment at this point, and everyone is against Anthony Davis. Everyone is against the NBA's notion that we have to play him. When we see Enos Cantor and J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony and Chandler Parsons sit the better half of the the better part of the season, while we have to parade out Anthony Davis, disregarding everything that's transpired over the past two weeks, all of it feels like it's the small market against the world. If you listen to the guys at the Ringer, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, they all just want to move us to Seattle. So yeah, we do have a big chip on our shoulders right now, and Anthony Davis is a part of that. But with that being said. To turn it back to these guys, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Kenrich, Williams, uh, Frank Jackson, these guys are giving it their all. They're beating the third-best team in the West right now, a team with 37 wins. Drew Holiday locking down Paul George, who in the past 10 games is averaging 37 points a game, overcoming 44 points from Russell Westbrook. This kitty, uh, this city totally, excuse me, yeah. <laughs> this city totally is thriving with what the Pelicans are offering at this point in time. We are totally behind them, and I think they kind of represent what the Pelicans fan base is feeling, is that we don't have the talent, we don't have the big guns, we don't have the L.A. spotlight. What we have is grit and determination, and you're seeing it on the court, and you could see from the standing ovation that the fans were giving the Pelicans with three minutes left in the game, that's, that's the energy that we are giving back to them. No doubt. Do you feel bad for Alvin Gentry in this? Because I have a lot of empathy for him. And, and frankly, I might have left and, and walked out of that press conference, too, because I just wouldn't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been right in the center of all of this from, from day one. We don't get a whole lot of comments from Dell Demps, from Gail Benson. Of course, they're always lurking. You can always see them. You, you know that Gail has been wonderful about uh, creating a relationship with these players. You always see Dell Demps in his in his box up in the arena watching all these games. But with that being said, all of this comes back to Alvin Gentry. He always has to be standing at the front line answering these questions. And I, I think you have to admire the job that he's done, not just as a coach, but kind of as their professional media representative to all these angry throngs of media members who just want answers, and he doesn't have any to give them. But what he does is he coaches this team to, to beat the Oklahoma City Thunder on national television. So 
Fletcher Mackle reported earlier that he's had some sources that think mm-hmm. there's a major overhaul coming to the Pelicans organization, and you have to consider him to probably be a part of that. And he's just in a tough spot. The team has transformed in his tenure multiple times per season. They've had 23 different starting lineups just this season in 59 games. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's hard to imagine that it's happened, and he's had to deal with all of it. So I'm not saying that, that, that anybody should want him back, but you, sure, you certainly should respect the job that he's done. I couldn't agree more. And in fact, Preston, it's almost like you were listening to my show because I was saying almost that exact thing about Alvin Gentry about 30 minutes ago or so. Final question for you here. And I don't know this. I I have a lot of respect for the people at the top of this ownership group, Gail Benson, Dennis Lausha, Mickey Loomis. I don't always think they made the right decisions with the the basketball franchise, but I have a lot of respect for their business acumen and certainly being able to to stand up for principles when time gets tough. Do you believe that those people in this franchise will stand up finally to the NBA and say, we're, we're through with this. We're not playing them anymore. Do, do they have that in them? You know, uh, I would have said 50-50 an hour ago, but, you know, it's, it's the hot topic on your show right now, Anthony Davis walking out with, you know, most of the time in the third quarter remaining in a game that was very winnable against one of the best teams in the NBA. I think he might have given them the leverage that they needed to enact that very thing. I don't think we're going to see Anthony Davis again. And I think this front office is going to make a stand and they can just point to a national broadcast on TNT of his <laughs> level of behavior. And I think he might have damned himself with those actions. And when they present that argument to Adam Silver, when they present the trade demands, the collusion, the tampering, and they tie it all into a bow and they say, look at him. Our team is still competitive. We still beat the Oklahoma City Thunder without him. These fans gave them a standing ovation with three minutes. Just look at the tape. This city loves the incarnation of this team. And we can promise you that we're not going to bend over. We're, we're not going to lay down and die. We're going to have a hard-fighting team that this city can respect, that your viewers are going to enjoy watching. Look at Drew Holiday. Look at the performance he gave. NBA viewers are going to enjoy our product with or without Anthony Davis. And if they can present that and the NBA buys it, I don't think there's any question that Anthony Davis isn't playing another game. Preston Ellis of the Bird Rights at Preston Ellis on Twitter. We will continue to watch this unfold. Soap Opera Central here in New Orleans, Preston. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. There he goes. When we come back, we'll get to your calls, 504-260-1870, if you want to sound off on this soap opera. And also, we will hear the very brief Alvin Gentry press conference that he walked out of. And like I said, I don't begrudge him at all because I may have done the same thing. Back after this, it's Seth Dunlap, Tim Zimmer on the last lap. And there he goes. Grabs a box score and walks away. A visibly frustrated Alvin Gentry, you got to feel for him. Regardless of what you think of his coaching acumen or how his tenure here has gone, the human part of me really feels for that guy right now because I don't know what in the world he can do or say, and nobody's at least publicly got his back right now inside the organization. And that's his job. That's why he's paid probably to take the hits like this. But, man, that's rough. Let's go to the phone lines. Allen and Picayune. What's, what do you say about this, Allen? Man, did Elvis leave the building? Is that <laughs> what y'all talking about? Yeah, Elvis, Elvis left the building. building. Asset number a, one. He threw a freaking towel in in the third quarter, and he he did his encore and left. Yep, sure did. Took his ball, ate his cake, left. 
That's right. That's exactly what he did. He, did. he tucked his tail between his legs, and you know what? Went home. Yeah. But what I want to what, what I want to tell you is that you didn't mention there was probably maybe thirty to forty fans that were sitting on a Pelican side with bags on their heads that said Anthony Davis. I see. Yep, I saw those too, Alan. The, the bags it was down in the first level, and there weren't a lot of people there. This game was close to sold out technically. There weren't a lot of people in the stands from everything that we saw. Elvis has left the building indeed. It's Valentine's Day, but no love anymore between those two parties, the Pelicans and Davis. Wow. You want to weigh in here, 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Also, two-minute drill trivia coming up, so we'll give one of our callers at that number a chance to compete against me. All right, we need a competitor for two-minute drill trivia. So you just heard the number there, 504-260-1870. Nice song, Tim. It's perfect. It is Valentine's Day. 504-260-1870. Come on in. We always have a little fun with two-minute drill trivia. Here's some text on this Anthony Davis fiasco. Text from the 504. I don't feel for him. Talking about Gentry. He sucks as a head coach. His head coaching record speaks for itself. He should have never been hired. Sucks as a head coach. His record does speak kind of for itself here. I don't. The hand he's dealt obviously wasn't great. But come on, 504. How would you handle the situation? When you had one of your employees, guy you're coaching, walk out on his teammates. I mean, he's coaching. He didn't know that happened. Blindsided in the press conference. I don't blame anybody for asking them those questions, by the way. That's their job. They should ask him those questions. Thank goodness they're asking the hard questions. Absolutely. Well done. Text from the 504. My question is this, is Anthony Davis going to play in the All-Star game? I think that will seal his fate. What a jerk. I, I, don't, I don't see how he could play in the All-Star game when he walked out of the arena from this shoulder injury, which you shouldn't walk out of the arena. I mean, I've never seen anybody walk out of an arena for anything close to this. But if you walk out here, Tim says LeGarrette Blunt did it. Did he? Oh, that's yeah, he did. Didn't Randy Steelers, Moss do this once? Out at halftime. I guess Randy Moss did this once. Off the top of my head, I think he might have. No, he, he. There's no way he could play in the All Star game, right? Now, it's just no, no chance. <laughs> Was that on air? Tim says Clutch Sports will make him. Rich Paul will make him. Rich Paul wasn't the wasn't the puppet master tonight. He's on Team might LeBron, so he's got to play. Right? The grand puppet master of everything. But he wasn't tonight. This was squarely on Anthony Davis. Text from the 985 at 870-870. Please do not disgrace Elvis with that dude who, quote, took his ball and wanted to play somewhere else. And, quote, a great example of young kids to witness. Oh, now that's unfair. Until you went to the young kids thing, Drew Holiday is a young kid in his 20s. I think Drew would do this. Not about a young or old or anybody. This is about your professionalism. I mean, think about where you've you've worked. All the situations you've worked and all the coworkers and bosses that you've had. You bumped heads a few times. You've had your disagreements, maybe even some big ones. I know I have at the different places that I've worked in my career. But I've never walked out of a job. I've never been 
unprofessional to that level. I always try to do my job to the best of my abilities and let all this, you know, off the off the radio, off the, off the radio stuff, uh, take its course. You know, I first job I ever had. I'll tell you this story, I guess. Hope this doesn't get me in trouble. But the first job I ever had, long time ago, right out of college, Pullman, Washington, and the owner of that small radio group and I, we had this kind of, um, and I initiated the meeting. We had this kind of come to Jesus moment where I really wasn't happy with uh, one of the things that was on air. I thought it was, uh, it was, I thought there was something vulgar that we were promoting on air at this station once upon a time. And we had it out in his office, had it out in his office. And he kind of laughed me out of the office. I was really upset. You know what I did right after that? I can vividly remember this. It was one of the vivid memories I have in my career. I went back to my office. I did about 15 minutes of remaining show prep I had, and then I went on air, and I did my two-hour show and didn't think about it again that day. That's called professionalism. Text from the 985, exactly, walk out. That's ridiculous. What a man. Text from the 609, this is ridiculous. Anthony Davis is a turd. Thought he was awesome, but all along he was playing us. Reminds me of my ex. Oh, Ouch, Valentine's Day. Shot at the X there. Text from the 985. It's about respect. Text from the 609. This is the kind of stuff that makes me hate NBA basketball. You know what? I don't hate NBA basketball necessarily, but there are times when I really dislike how the product is made. When you peek behind the scenes for stuff like this. I'm all about player power and player empowerment, but that's not this. It's not this. Basketball is fun. Basketball, and this time of year, I live for. I grew up on hoops. There's no sport in the world that I care for more. I think it is a beautiful game. The NBA is far from that. The NBA isn't fun. Basketball is fun. The NBA is not. And just what I wrote earlier tonight in my piece critical of the NBA and their hypocrisy in handling this Anthony Davis situation long before all of this happened. This is kind of a corporate shell game now where the losers are the small middle market teams in middle America. Texter says, don't really care if Anthony Davis ever plays another game anywhere else. Like a lot of you would probably feel the same way there. Sheesh. And speaking of uh, basketball, I, I want to mention this before we go. Scott Sidwell, Scotty Sidwell, who sits on the uh, – I don't know if he is there anymore because of this move that I'm going to tell you about in a second, but he was on the college baseball selection committee, the athletic director, uh, previously worked in the athletic department at Tulane, then was the athletic director at the University of San Francisco for the last few years. Really great guy. I've had him on the program multiple times. Um, he's got a new job. Penn State has hired Scott Sibyl to be deputy director of athletics. Local boy, made good. Uh, Scott's dad was Steve Sidwell, defensive coordinator for the Saints and the famous Dome Patrol. Product of Destrahan High. Played baseball at Tulane. And as deputy uh, AD, Scott will be in charge of Penn State football where Coach James Franklin reports to us. Franklin's going to report to him. Look, congratulations to Scott Sidwell. Uh, no doubt about it. 
We got a two-minute drill competitor, Tim? Is that right? Okay, well, here's suspense. I'm doing my Ryan Seacrest. After we come back, two-minute drill. And also, if you got calls, you want to weigh in on this Anthony Davis situation, we'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. More Valentine's music. You know what? Instantly, every time I hear this song, I think about Hoop Fest. It was a three-on-three basketball tournament when they used to blast this when I must have been in grade school. Every time I hear the song, I think about that. Walking up to the court, strutting my stuff in like fifth grade, thinking I was hot. You know what? All right, Jason and Destrahan against me. Two-minute drill trivia coming up next here on the last lap. Anthony Davis leaving the Smoothie King Center mid-game. Yeah, that actually happened. Story online with video right now at WWL.com if you missed that. Jason and Destrahan, um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a veteran move here. I'm going to ice the kicker in two-minute drill. So you just got to hang on for like two more minutes, Jason. I don't I don't want to lose. So I'm going to ice you. We'll do two-minute drill just a second, but I want to get to a couple of calls we've been holding on. Richard in Algiers, you want to talk about this Anthony Davis situation. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, thank you, Seth. Uh, my thing is, the NBA tells the Pelicans, you know, it's the integrity of the league, play the guy, and then the bum walks out on his teammates. Him and LeBron, man, I don't care about either one of them bums. LeBron should be fine for tampering with Ben Simmons and Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis. Get him on the first Greyhound or wherever. Thank you, Seth. I agree with you there. He should not suit up for the Pelicans again. I do after this, I don't think you will. They've got too many ways to play this. They can say conduct detrimental to the team. If Anthony Davis and Clutch Sports says, well, yeah, I left because of a shoulder injury. By the way, don't do not buy that excuse. This never happens for this injury. You don't leave an arena and leave your team hanging mid-game. But if he tries to pull that, then you say, oh, wait, you're injured? Oh, okay. Well, we don't need to play you then. You're hurt. We're going to sit you out the rest of the year. you got to rest and rehab that. Multiple ways you can play this if you're the Pelicans now. Juan, you're up here on a cell phone. Go ahead. Hey, Steph, how you doing? How many times has uh, AD been, quote-unquote, hurt, and then he comes back and stays on the bench? So that is no excuse. Mm-hmm. I was there at the arena tonight at the Smoothie King Center, sorry, and uh, there was a time when he fell on the second quarter, and I held my breath thinking, dear Lord, if he gets hurt right here, there goes our franchise. We cannot have this happen every – what I'm trying to get to is this better have been the last game he puts on a Pelicans jersey and gets on a court. We cannot risk the, the future of our franchise on this dude. Yep. Um, I, I agree, really Ron. I, I, completely, I completely agree with you. Everything you said there, I have been so worried about. Yes, if he gets hurt and you're not able to trade him for anything, oh, my. This is a decade of futility here. I mean, it gets really, exactly. really bad. I am curious, Juan. You said you were out there. What was the atmosphere like out there tonight? It, it's funny because it was really awkward, especially that first uh, that first quarter. There was not a lot of people there. By the second quarter, there was a lot more people there, and there was a lot of cheering for AD. I myself booed, and there were some other folks that were booing. Um, but for the most part, it was it was it was just awkward. I don't I don't know how else to describe it because I'm a season ticket holder for nine years. Yes, and, uh, it, it just it just feels weird. I, I I don't know how to describe, but it it should never be like that. It should never be that we're cheering against a guy being on the court. It, it, it we should be just cheering for our team. And AD is just completely. Um, I don't know how best to describe it, but uh, he, he's just messing with the locker room chemistry. I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Yep, um, and it, it shouldn't be like that. An awkward 
It has been for everybody this entire situation. And good on you for nine years of season tickets for the Pelicans. They need that support, especially when they go through this. If I wasn't doing the night show every single night and actually make some games, I'd be out there doing it too. Text from the 504, wasn't there a dude in the Premier League that walked out mid-game during the January transfer window? That dude completely ruined his market value. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I put Tim on that, though. Tim's got his hands up in the air. Tim, you're coming in here for two-minute drill anyways. You couldn't find it? I'm like Christian. I really don't watch soccer. Okay. <laughs> like, I watch USA soccer. Yeah. But yeah, Premier League, I, I don't I'm sleeping. Okay, I've sufficiently iced the kicker, although, well, we saw how that worked against Greg Zerline in the Superdome. So maybe this won't work. Jason and Destrahan, welcome into Two Minute Drill, man. How you doing? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good. Uh, I'm. You know what? Honestly, I'm rooting for you to put an end to this mad streak of mine. Okay, so I'm, I'm expecting big things from you, Jason. I'm expecting big things from me too, but I don't know. It depends <laughs> on the question. Okay. All right. Everything's going down in the studio here. Tim Zimmer, take it away. All right, Jason, I'm going to give you a few questions. I have six tonight, but there's also questions that you can get multiple points on. So I'm going to start the music, and here we're going to go. All right, first question, Jason. Anthony Davis was the first overall pick in 2012. Who did the Charlotte Bobcats take with the second overall pick in that draft? Was it Adam Morrison? Uh, that is incorrect. I would have that, – that's incorrect, actually. Question number two, which team won last year's NBA All-Star game? I'm going to go with the West. That is incorrect. Question number three. Name me three teams that have lost a World Series since 2010. You get a point for each of them. Just, uh, just let's see. Cle Cleveland Indians. That is one. Um, geez, this is so bad. I'm a huge baseball fan. Um, Philadelphia Phillies and uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, you got one out of three. Okay, question number yeah, question number four. Name me two of the current AAF teams. You get a point for each of them. Just two teams. You said two. You I, said two current AAF teams. I need city and team. San Diego Fleet, I think it's called. That is and correct. And the yeah. San San Antonio Bandits. That is incorrect. Uh, but you did get a point there. Uh, question number five, name me one team with just one loss in college basketball currently. Just need one team. Um, oh, geez. Tennessee Volunteers. That's correct. Uh, and question, the last question, question number six, who is the oldest current MLB player that's on an active 40-man roster? Hmm. Would it be Scott Cashmere? That is incorrect. That player is 42 years old. I'll bring Seth in because that's the end right there. Seth, um, I've been given the signal. Let me put on my headphones. I've been given the signal that I'm, I'm supposed to come back in here, and I don't want to hear anything from. I'm putting Jason on hold. I don't want to know my number, Tim. Keep your mouth shut. I, I will let you know. You get multiple points on different questions. Okay. Like I'm going to give you name a certain amount, and you get a point for each. Name a certain amount. The, okay. I gave that to Jason. I'm going to do the same. Okay. For you. Okay. I like it. All right. Let's do this thing. Question number one: Anthony Davis was the first overall pick in 2012. Who did the Charlotte Bobcats take with the second overall pick in that draft? Oh, wow. 2012. Charlotte Bobcats that year. I have no idea. I'm, I'm just going to pass. I literally have no idea on that. All right, Don't well, I'm going to mark it wrong, but I was going to give you all a hint. It, that player played for Kentucky. It was part of the Final Four team here in New Orleans that oh, won a championship. Yeah. It was Michael Kidd 
Gilchrist. Oh, I, I, I was almost going to say, I, why did I think Gilchrist was like the fifth or sixth pit that year? I literally had that on my, I don't know, I should have known that. Wow, Question I'm terrible. number two, which team won last year's NBA All-Star team, or All-Star game? It was Team Steph, right? Team Steph. It was Team LeBron. Team LeBron beat Team Steph? Team LeBron oh, won. Man. Jason right. said Western Conference. I couldn't accept that because well, it was a draft. Team you're LeBron, correct. Team yes. LeBron's back in it this year because they're playing Team Ga- yep. Giannis. Uh, question number three. It was against Team Steph last year, right? Yep. Yeah. Team okay. Steph's team lost, which is why Team LeBron is uh, there now. Question number three. Name me three teams that have lost a World Series since 2010. You get a point for each of them. Okay. Um, the Dodgers. They've lost it twice, but that counts as one. Mm-hmm. Who have lost a World Series since 2010? Uh, Tampa Bay. I need one more. And Kansas City won it. Did San Francisco lose one? I'm. I'm. I'm I want to get this right. Why am I okay? Just go reverse order here, Dunlap. What are you doing? Uh, Jeez, I'm drawing the, the Red Sox and the Red Sox did not lose one. I just needed to um, one more team. You're, you're, you're having Washington, the Nationals, no, and Tampa Bay was also wrong. It was the Rangers, the Tigers, the Cardinals, the Royals because they were there back to back. Uh, the Mets lost to when they beat the Cubs. I remember that. Yeah. Indians the following year when the Cubs won the World Series, and the Dodgers have lost the last two. Uh, was that was so, terrible? That was terrible. Question number four: Name me two current AAF teams. And AAF. You have, you te- have to name the city and the. Oh teams. come on! Because I was going to say Memphis. I am never going to get this. Jason did get one. The, oh, I, I I do not know. I know all the cities. I could probably name all eight cities. I can't name the mascots. So Jason I'm, I'm going to lose get, this. If you if. Jason did get the the city right, but he did not get the team right. Yep, I'm not. Well, I don't get any points for the cities. I need city and team. Yeah, I'm not gonna get the I'm not gonna get the team name. All right. Well, I'll mark that wrong. Question number five: Name me one team with just one loss in college basketball. Well, there's Nevada. That's one. That's one. That's yep. all I need. Okay. All right. Final question: Who is the oldest MLB player currently active in the on a 40 man roster currently active right now in baseball oh i know this this is this is my man ichiro suzuki that right? is correct yeah i, I only know that because technically he's still on the 40 man roster and he's supposed to go to spring training which is and nuts bartolo cologne is actually a free agent so that's wow. why you i did i cannot and believe i just bombed the world series question like that that is the one that may be my have, we actually have a tie we have a tie we all both have three three each oh wow. i don't have a tiebreaker question because I figured with all these namey multiple teams. Okay, I'm going to give you through the break. You want to do a tiebreaker question? I can think of one. Okay, all right. Uh, Jason, can you hold on through the break? Absolutely. Okay, all right. We got us a tie. We're going to settle this tie. When we come back here, two-minute drill, Jason trying to unseat me. We'll see if it happens. I should have got the World Series question. This isn't fair. I'm going to walk out. I'm taking my ball. I'm grabbing my agent. We're leaving. Bye. Boy, I just got roughed up on that baseball question. This is a true story. Eight years ago before uh, I, I moved here, I could have named almost any Major League Baseball trivia question you asked. I was a die-hard Mariners fan. I watched all 162 games. I cannot believe the atrociousness that was my World Series answer there. I will never forgive myself for that. And that means Jason's back here as we are tied. Jason, you ready to do this? Jason, you still there? 
There he is. Jason, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, here we go. It's uh, tiebreaker time. Tim says he's got a great question for us. Uh, come on in here, Tim. All right, Jason. I'm going to give you an answer. A number. You're just going to give me the estimate. The Daytona 500 is this Sunday. How much estimated gallons of gas do the oh. drivers go through in 500 miles of the Daytona? Okay, I'm going to. I'll go first. You can fade me on this, Jason. We'll give the challenger the fade. How many gallons of gas do they do they use? Estimate. Uh, for the Daytona 500. Uh, it's got to be a ton because there's no gas efficiency on that. What are they getting? Maybe 10 miles to a gallon on that, something crazy like that. I'm going to go, I will say 10 miles to the gallon, 500 miles. So that is 50 gallons. I will say 50 gallons of gas here, Jason. Are you talking about one car individually through the race, or are you talking about all the cars combined? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I was thinking one car. Or is this all the cars combined? Actually, it's all the cars combined, but I do have okay all all forty three cars that'll be in the race. Oh, okay, well we'll just do we'll just do two hundred and uh, well that's times forty. So what's uh, fifty times four carry this? It was at two thousand. We'll go twenty three hundred gallons of gas. That's what I'll say. Twenty three hundred, Jason. I'm gonna go twenty six. 31. <laughs> oh, I like it. This is very prices right here. I need a drum roll. Drum roll, Tim. The estimate is 5,375 oh, gallons of gas. So they're getting like five miles a gallon. Cars, correct. Wow. Jason, you have, you've done it. You have dethroned me, Jason. Congratulations. Um, I think you're the first person since September to do this. So congratulations. Uh, you want to come back next and do it again as our champion? Uh, of course. Okay. Uh, so hang on hold. Uh, Tim's going to get your phone number here so we can call you back next week jason and desterhan very nice there playing the price is right game going over there we go text from the 504 uh, uh bonus question name the team the saints beat to win their first monday night football game answer there the steelers okay great week of shows thanks to everybody who joins us tonight uh, chris Dobertine, Hunt Palmer, and Preston Ellis. Thanks for you for listening. If you missed any of the show, check the podcast, www.com, radio.com app, Apple Podcast. I'm Seth Dunlap saying so long for the week. Tiger baseball tomorrow opens their season against UL Monroe right here in our time slot. As always, I leave you with our moment of zen. Here is Alvin Gentry after the game tonight when Anthony Davis left the arena mid-game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.